Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Racing Only Better, where we're giving you a Brucey bonus episode this week because we are going to do Sunday's ITV card, 1,000 guineas. Different sort of race to the 2,000 guineas, which we discussed yesterday, but plenty deep enough. We will get to that in due course in the company. As always, Kevin Blake, Tony Calvin and Dan Barber. Dan, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um Native Trail stank the joint out on day one, didn't he, straight off? But I'm hoping for better whilst this pod takes place in that 2.35 from uh, Dream Composer. Oh, Lordy, can we get can we get live reaction, please, on the pod? We want to be done by then. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Ideally, you want to be done by 2.25 because I'm going to be watching that race. <laughs> okay, all right, foot to the floor. TC, do we have a weather update? Yes, we do. New market, uh, due another, we're recording this 2 o'clock on Friday. Do another eight mil over Saturday and Sunday, so maybe good, good to soft. Hamilton, it's good to soft at the moment, but they're due another 17 mil in the next three days. So I'm working on the basis of soft stroke heavy. Salisbury, good to soft, soft in places. They've got another eight mil coming, so they'll be soft as well. Okay, one race from Hamilton, one race from Salisbury, but the four races from Newmarket to get stuck into on Sunday. We're kicking off with the 150, the first of the ITV races. Kev, I'm going to come to you first because we've got plenty uh, of horses here at the top of market with a chance. The late likes of Kem Harm for George Baker is 7-1. to one. Legendary Day is 9. Seeking for Sir Mark Prescott is 9-1 to one as well. Adjuvant is in there at 10s. All horses with interesting profiles for a race like this, but up at the top of the market is first man, 11 to 2 for that man, Tony Martin, and he's booked William Buick. What chance for the Irish here? Yeah, a real good chance, I think, Vanessa. I thought he'd be uh, a fair bit bigger than that now, but um, you can see the case there. Like He's had loads of racing, but he just came alive there in the, the second half of last year for whatever reason, and he boomed like, 31 pounds or something like that but his last two would give you encouragement that there's still room to move on his mark uh both at dundalk he was beaten by bowerman the first time and um like he, he was a very highly rated horse at one point he'd come right back down and um first man was unlucky to catch him right back on the start of his upswing again and uh he's gone up himself like 15 pounds since that day so being beaten half a length clear the third wasn't a bad old effort and next time he was Funny race to run him in. He was wrong at the weights uh, and he still acquitted himself very well uh, behind the Kita Sushi. Like he was, you know, 17 pounds wrong with him at levels. He was wrong with the third. Um, he was five pounds wrong with that and managed to, managed to beat that. Um, so his handicap mark might have done well to escape from that unscathed. Um, it was a good run. And look, he had a spin over hurdles since then. He's been... Like he, he's nearly rated the same over hurdles as he is on the flat, but it just hasn't happened for him over hurdles yet. I'm sure will at some point. But um, the fact that he's coming here off two months off and um, with Buick booked suggests that he means business. And uh, he would not be coming over to Newmarket with this horse unless he was cherry ripe. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's had this as a little target for a while. So um, first man, I think that there's a pretty strong case there for him. Okay, first man top of the market, eleven to two. Uh, as as Kevin's touched upon, TC, yeah. he's probably shorter than a few people have been expected. I presume he opened up bigger and he's ended up that price now. Yeah, there was a bit of road ten to one uh, this morning uh, that got taken by midday, and his six is top price now. So yeah, uh, sportsbook are playing five places here. I'm playing this two handed. I back both. 
I thought HMS President probably should be favourite. Um, I think he put a, probably put up a, probably put up a career best. He's ten to one. Um, he probably put up a career best even as a six year old last time at Kempton to a stable switcher of uh, Villapart de Foy's. Um, he's actually a pound well in here. This is presumably an early closer. Um, that was over a mile three. That's, he showed surprising pace there, and he was a big outsider. I think the step up to a mile six will suit. He's ground versatile. Uh, he just looked very solid. Ten to one, five places looks well. Looks a bit of a gift. I shouldn't really say that, but in, in, a, in a competitive race. And the other one, uh, the Sportsbook a top price fourteen to one about Boxer uh, Rocco. Now disappointed last time when very heavily backed, but he's down to a mark of a hundred now, and he's back on turf um, with a bit of easing ground. Be fine for him. Obviously, he's light years away from his ledger second. But he was rated 116 back then, now 100. You forgive him that run last time. 14s is a very big price uh, about the horse with that kind of back uh, back class. So, yeah, five places. I backed um, th- those two each way. Nice. Plenty um, plenty to give you a run for your money there. Dan, over to you then for this. Uh, are you looking elsewhere? Any of the horses already mentioned? You're nervous of the Irish Raider? I did... Um... I was thinking of a similar line to Tony in the first point with the top two horses having so much back class, the likes of Roberto Escobar and Bach Girocco, but just wonder whether the horses with that profile win handicaps of this nature. I'm going for some a couple from the other end of the spectrum who I think are still on the up. Adjuvant, maybe less so, but he had some really strong handicap form last season. Third to Sol come in the Melrose. I mean, that's just mustard form, isn't it? He's a... I know it's only in Australia, but he's basically a group performer now. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was for Kev. Uh, <laughs> and um, Kev appreciates it. I mean, he kept he kept running really well in big handicaps. Belly's had a couple of first-time-out winners this season, and he himself went very close on his return 12 months ago, so I think he'll be ready to go fresh. He's got a bit of a pace pace for a stayer. Um and the other one was Seeking. Both ran, they were last seen on the very same day, um, 212 days ago to be precise. But Seeking, I mean, Prezer, it's not normally his time of year. This is, you'd know better than any of us, Vanessa, about how he's how he operates. But he's on, only run a lately, has just been, uh, has finished second. And Seeking, again, he came to hand early last season, surprisingly early. He won first time out on his handicap debut. Be absolutely staggered if he hasn't got more to offer because he's had only a handful of runs and he's trained by Prescott and he too has some strong form. I think Adjuvant has the better form of the pair, the stronger form, top-end handicap form, but Seeking maybe has a bit more upside, but I'm happy to back both. Love it. An early Prescott winner's enclosure photo at this time of year. A bit of a surprise, but we'd like to see it. Um, let's move on to the pretty poly stakes, guys. The 225 at Newmarket over the 10 furlongs. It's the listed race for the Phillies, of course. And Queen of Fairies is your 11 to 4 favourite for William Buick, Charlie Appy, Team Godolphin, obviously. Running Lion next best in there at 100 to 30. Floating Spirit for Ryan Moore and Andrew Balding at 11 to 2. Joyful Act is in there. Appleby second string at sevens is. Uh, Trust the Stars for Ray Beckett, 7 to 1 as well. Um, but I, I don't know if it's me. I was about to say an interesting angle here. It's probably not interesting at all, but obviously Howden have sponsored a lot of these races this weekend. And uh, David Howden owns Running Lion. So there's an interest there, I suppose. Kev, does Running Lion have a chance of winning? <laughs> you know, 
You didn't mention the sponsor in the first race, and I almost pointed out that uh, maybe Vanessa's learning her lesson, but I said I'd leave it. I said I'd leave it. I wouldn't highlight it, and then bang, in on race two without mention. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Howden message is ringing loud and clear from me, lads. Ensure through Howden. <laughs> Come on. Uh, uh, the one I liked, um, and it's uh, Sumo Sam. Um, I, I think is interesting here. And now, will, the, will this be her day? I don't know, but I did really like that debut. Um, sons and daughters of Nathaniel, you know, wouldn't be known for, for precocity and showing huge amounts of two. You know, you, I suppose the obvious example is Desert Crown. You know, he managed to, that was what made, I suppose, his performance at two so impressive. It just wasn't typical for, for one of those. And especially one like this, who is from like a, like a very much a middle distance family. Um, out of a loop de Vega mare that's that's by Galileo that's that's out of a Galileo mare you know and it's all stamina the whole way back so the fact that she could make a, a winning debut just about over seven furlongs at Newmarket um, was impressive you know she was green she got a bit lost in the dip but she battled really well and um, the chat about her afterwards was quite strong so look this 10 furlongs as a three-year-old is going to be much more her bag um, and while, you know, it wouldn't be a shock if she just, you know, showed loads of promise and finished fourth, um, you know, I just wouldn't be surprised. She's a double figure price and I wouldn't be shocked if she ran a little bit better than that. And you never know, she could be very nice and going with. OK, taking a swing with a bit of an outsider then. Uh, over to you, TC, for this one. Dan doesn't have a view here. Uh, not my kind of race, but I thought Trust the Stars was quite interesting uh, on a couple of scores. Obviously, a course winner um, over a mile. And the pedigree suggests that she'll absolutely relish this uh, step up to a mile too. By see the stars out of a dam who won, who, who finished a runner-up in a group one um, in Germany over a mile four. So uh, given the course form, given the pedigree, trust the stars will be a nominal tip, but I won't be backing it. Okay, at sevens is currently. Uh, let's move on to the three o'clock at Newmarket. And this is the Dahlia Stakes. I <laughs> I said it, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, Dahlia Stakes over the nine furlongs race before the 1,000 guineas, and it's two good old horses up at the top of the market. With the Moonlight is your 11-4 favourite. Life in motion for Andre Fab at 3-1. to one. Interesting contender over from France. And then you've got Prosperous Voyage, the surprise Falmouth winner at 7-2, to two, uh, is next best in the market. TC, is this a race you have a stronger view in, and what's your angle in with the Andre Fab horse? Adds a bit of spice in here. A bit, I, something a bit different. Something a bit different. Yeah, I, well, obviously he's won a couple of these runnings of this race in in recent years, Fabra, and he brings two over. And I went back and had a look at the Longchamp race that Life in Motion won, and Hidden Dimples was third. And I couldn't work out why Life in Motion is three to one, and Hidden Dimples was sixteens. I don't think there's that much between them. Um, obviously, Ryan Moore's been booked for Hidden Dimples from a long way out. So um, I, I thought Hidden Dimples was interesting at 16s. If you ask me who I thought who was the most likely winner, I would say Prosperous Voyage, second first time out. Um, uh, sorry, second first time out last season in the Guineas. Obviously, won the Falmouth. Uh, they were going to run in the precinct Allery over a mile or two, but they had traffic problems. So this is the first time she's run above a, a mile. Uh, and I can see it Susan her on pedigree and run style as well. But seven to two, I can I can let her win unbacked. Uh, it's a it's a trappy kind of race, but no, not for me. Trappy. Um, Kev, have you gone into a deep dive with this? What do you reckon about the far horse? 
Says, yeah, look, yeah, I could see the case for Hidden Diplomats being overpriced, but look, Life in Motion um, had two lengths or so on her last time. There were similarly positioned, etc. Um, look, levels of potential improvement. That'll be one that 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 um, the trainer will know more about than us. But look, Life in Motion ha- has been on a bit of a march there at the back end of last season. She was really good, and that was a lovely comeback. You know, that was against Coles. Um, she wasn't necessarily entitled to go to do what she did on the form book, but she went and did it, showed a great attitude. Um, and while I would fear with the moonlight, I'd say she wouldn't want any rain at all. Um, there'll be there'll be weather watching with her, and like, like she's been running all over the world, you know, looking for fast ground. So, um, if the rain did come, given that they are you know, have a strong double hand, it wouldn't be a shock if with the moonlight it wasn't on runner. Um, so it's something to bear in mind. But um, either way, life in motion will do for me. In sport, what's just as important as the goals, the glory, the roar of the crowd? Yes, it's the halftime break. Time for a breather, a reset to keep everything on track. In sports betting, Betfair's safer gambling tools help you do that too. Like timeouts, so you take that all-important halftime break. Or deposit limits to help you keep count. Manage your play at safergambling.betfair.com. Simple ways to stay on top of your game with Betfair. 18 plus begambleaware.org. Um, let's move on to the 1,000 guineas, guys. Obviously over the mile and full field here. Plenty to go out. Tahira runs and is your 9-4 to favourite for Dermot Weld. Meditate, 7-2. to So classy last year. Mama's girl. Won the trial eleven to two. Remarque the sort of work in progress at seven to one. Dream of love in there for Charlie Appleby eight. Um, after I mean, there's just like so many to go out. There's so many at bigger prices that you think are they their price is a bit wrong. Dan, we better bring you back in here so you can actually earn your fee. Um, mm-hmm. You've been quiet for long enough. Uh, who do you want to take a swing at in the one thousand guineas? Does this race revolve around the real Tahira showing up on? seasonal debut uh, well given what she did to meditate i mean it was so striking wasn't it a performance <laughs> of pure brilliance sort of a couple of wow moments weren't the last season with phillies and and homeless songs was another example of that you know just, just raw talent and to kick meditate out of the way after conceding first run i thought was striking and i do actually think the stable stuff is slightly overplayed yes they're not the force they used to be but and he's not had a winner since the first week in March, but he's got so many finishing second and third. But the price is the price, and I don't love stall 15 for a strong travelling filly. She could get slightly isolated if she doesn't get cover. And in a roundabout way, I'm coming to a different form line anyway. I defy anybody to watch what Dream of Love did in Dubai last mm. time and not be swayed. I mean, the horse was last on the home turn, and I didn't note the sectionals but I didn't have to she was finishing with ridiculous pace and it wasn't like the effort flattened out she went down by a short head closing all the while against the re-opposing Moors she was four to five that day in Maidan it doesn't always figure does it that the Maidan form gets translated but she has highlighted her well-being uh, more recently than to hear her and I just thought that was an extremely striking run and suggests to me she's improved a lot and that she's potentially high class and obviously you need to be that to win a guineas but it was purely christ you don't see horses perform like that very often and given that she's a much bigger fair bit bigger price than to hear as she's the one i'm with well she's a much bigger price yeah she's currently 
She's currently eight to one in the market. So, yeah, considerably bigger. Okay, dream of love then for Dan. Uh, TC will come to you next in here. How have you played this race? Um, I can fully see the case of dream of love. Apparently the sectionals were compared very favourably with a six furlong uh, sprint on the cards. So, yeah, I can see I don't take uh, Dubai form seriously at all. Um, I Unlike Dan, I think they'll be absolutely overjoyed with a draw in 15 for Tahira. You've got pace in here. The, I've got the pace angles as 7, 14, 17, 18 and 19. So if she sits in a sit and pounce from 15 and unleashes that turn of foot she showed last year. I mean, I think Tahira is probably a worthy five to two shot. I mean, I mean he, he hasn't had a flat winner since November, uh, but they've been running well enough. So I wouldn't I wouldn't overplay that as well like Dan. Uh, I, I tipped up Embrace at 101 each way earlier in the week, um, basically because the price, basically. Um, she was, obviously, she's got light years to find um, on the on the Fred Darling fourth, but I think Jim Crowley gave her a very, very tender ride there over seven furlongs. I think she finished off best on the on the unfavoured near side. Uh, I think the step up of a mile is definitely going to suit. If and if it's uh, the trainer's making noises about he wants it hop deep, but I mean the pedigree of the horse, the dam, is a good miler on, on good ground for William Haggis. So I don't, you know, good ground will be absolutely fine. Good to sort of be fine. And I just thought it was a kind of race where if the favourites don't underperform for whatever reason, uh, it could be a Billsden Brook type of year because it's a massive field. You're going to get a lot of hard luck stories. Uh, I like her drawing eleven. Um, just slap bang in the middle of all the pace. So yeah, I'm, I'm staying loyal to that. I can look. You can make a case for loads of them at the prices, but no, I've I've, I've tipped up Embrace each way. She's fifties now. I suspect she'll go off at a big fig, uh, three figure price win only on the exchange. But yeah, I'm sticking with Embrace. Okay, brilliant. Love it. Huge price. Um, Kevin Blake, is the real Tahira going to show up? How confident are you? I couldn't have her at that price, to be honest, Vanessa. And I would have been of the same view six months ago, to be honest, because um, okay. uh, just Dermot Well, Phillies, early May, you know, you just uh, God, there's, there's a lot of evidence there, you know. Um, mm. I think you said I think you said one runner in the one thousand guineas went off a single figure price and was literally tailed off. Um, and look, when you, when you go racing in Ireland in the opening weeks of the season, you expect Dermot Well horses to to be hairy. Um, to stand out for that in the parade ring, and I've I've been racing in Ireland a good bit the last few weeks, and um, the, you can you can see they're starting to come, but it, where it's whether I, I think paddock inspection for her TC will be down there, I'm sure with with his binoculars out, <laughs> um, to get to get a really close look at to hear it because in this particular case it will be of great value because look he would have prepared her differently to the rest you'd imagine. Um, because there was a big red red circle around this race, so she could well turn up looking um, far more forward than than his typically would at this time of year. But I just can't imagine he's putting all his eggs in in this basket in terms of preparation when the Irish Guineas is you know three weeks down the road. You know this will be a lovely stepping stone to that. Like I, I it sounds a mad thing to say about a classic, but I really think don't think this will be. The big priority for her, um, if she runs a nice. How far we fallen as a nation, and this is a tee up for the Irish Rousing Guineas. God damn. Yeah, <laughs> but it just how many runners has Mullins got in that? <laughs> yeah, I could just see her running, running a nice race, and and well beaming from ear to ear, 
and yeah. counting down the and counting down the days to to the Curra. Uh, like th- like this had, did look a brilliant filly last year. Both starts, you know, the, the maiden performance was unreal at a time when Dermot Well was, was properly in the doldrums. Like and not not to be piling in, like, but he's he's only had one good month in the last eighteen. Last September they started winning, but other than that, like it's it's really been a, an issue. Whatever's going on, that it's it's been a real struggle. You know, there's been one winner since last November. You know, one that won a short head in the maiden hurdle, um, in March that had been running away all winter. Like they they they're tipping away and running grand, but tipping away running grand isn't what you want coming in with the five and a thousand guineas. So look, I I would just be if she goes and wins, my my proverbial hat will be thrown in the air and well done, Zerma well, but. Um, it just couldn't be for me at the price. Loads you could talk about here. Um, Power Dress is one at a million to one that, that I wouldn't be shocked if she ran well. Um, loved her debut run over a year ago now, but um, great to see her make quite a promising comeback at Newmarket the other week. I could see her stepping up from that and uh, potentially surprising a few people. Um, but I, I come back to Dream of Love, like both the lads have mentioned, like that, that was a... Uh, Jesus Christ sort of a performance um, at, at Maidan like it really shouldn't have happened where she where she came from and to nearly run down a filly with, with, a, with a high level of form and look Dubai preparations on the race course for the guineas like it, it's unfamiliar stuff really but I don't I, that performance if she can do something similar again like and, and she's been to Newmarket a couple of times to get a feel for the place like I, I think she could be a very, very nice filly. Like Modge came out and absolutely smashed up Fairy Cross um after nearly being run down from an impossible decision with Dream of Love. And you know, Fairy Cross has come back to Europe and, and gone very well in the Guineas trial, finishing second to um to Mama's Girls. So look, you have to put a little bit of faith in the preparation, etc. It is a bit unorthodox, but I'd say there's an awful lot of ability in Dream of Love. Um her draw it seems reasonable relative to the pace. And yeah, she was the one I found myself coming back to. So can't wait. Smashing race. Um, loads love of it. intrigue and dream of love will do for me. Okay, brilliant. And I like the sort of thought process behind Tahira. Um, yeah. Let's move on to Salisbury. We've got one race to take from Salisbury and one to take from Hamilton. Um, we will do Salisbury first. It's over the one mile six. It's the City Bowl handicap. DC, I'm coming to you here. Bet Feather, our price is up, but I'm presuming Mr. Inspiration will be favourite for this. So Rummy up there as well. Wandering Rocks in there for James Fanshawe too. Um, did you have a bet in this race? Yeah, I've had a bet. Yeah. Um, Whimsy. Uh, she's a eights and nines in the marketplace. I expect the sports world will be similar. That seems, seems a standard price. I think it's too big. I think she should be probably more about fives. It's, uh, it's the biggest bet I've had on Sunday so far. Uh, Stable have won this race um, two, uh, the last two years. They also won it in 2014. Uh, the filly is uh, two from two at Salisbury. Now, she hasn't been running running that well, but she's dropped to a mark of 75. Two pound lower than when a good third at Newmarket in October. This the, I've said the going here is going to be soft, and that's the softest ground she's you will have encountered, but the new market one I've just flagged up was in good to soft ground. Um, and the angle here is she's stepping up to a mile six. Now, she's related to two uh, stable mates, former stable mates, who both won over two miles. So I think the step up to a mile six will suit. And the icing on the cake is uh, she's a, a forward goer and there's no other pace in the race. So hopefully she'll go out, make call, piss up, and I'll win lots of money. 
wow, <laughs> right, like <laughs> straight to the point. I have um, those hopes for every bet. I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan, you were pulling some pretty strange faces there whilst he was making his case. What's wrong with you? Uh, I need winding. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know it was. It was just my normal boat race, I'm afraid. There's nothing I can you do about that. He's he's good good shortly. Just get with it. Get, yeah, a shirt, get a shirt and tie on. What was he, I doing? What, what face did I pull him? You were like this. Hang on. You were like this. Like that. <laughs> That's <laughs> tight lips. Um, like, no, and you're like, your chin, your chin was dimpling like it had cellulite on it. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. Vanessa, you were, you were paying an awful lot of attention to Dan Barber while Tony Calvin was talking. It's not, yeah. it's not hidden <laughs> dimples, it's exposed dimples. He's been a, a character and physical assassination, Vanessa, over the last Michael two Dutton. days, and I will be filing, uh, filing a complaint to Barry O. That's why we're friends, Dan. I know, Take I know. I know, exactly. Um, go on, go on. Uh, go on, go on. Go on. Um, <laughs> uh, Saratoga goal for me. I, I know what Tony's saying about the potential soft lead for Whimsy. I have an, an image of her going off in front, maybe not going quite hard enough, and this horse just doing it for speed. I mean, he's he is a, a quick horse by staying standards. He tanked through those races that he won last year. It looks on the face of it that maybe the rising grade caught him out, or maybe the, the higher mark, but it, that was a proper race at Goodwood. He was only beating a couple of lengths by Tritonic, and... Yeah, looking at those prices, I think I'm I'm with Tony. I think the front two in the betting are taking too much out of the market. And I was looking outside those two. I mean, Sarumi got the Golden Highway at Epsom on bad ground, just got straight across to the near side rail and wasn't exactly well on top at the finish. Flying Solo, who came from a bad position, was closing him down. So I'd definitely be against him. Mr. Inspiration was always going to be overbet, perhaps, given its given connections. Uh, and I think Saratoga Gold, who has to pick up where he left off, but if he does, and he went close first time out last season, I think he's still got a bit of scope for better, just a very strong travelling horse with a turn of pace. All right. Um, one race to take from Hamilton before we wrap up this snappy show. Um, it's the 2.05 on Sunday. It's the handicap, 0 to 95 over 1 mile 5 furlongs. And Bastilio is your 72 favourite in here for Team Roger Varian. Pons alias in there for Charlie Johnson, Franny. Hey! Kev's tip to winner. Kev's tip to winner. Should have been yeah. a ring. Oh, well done. <laughs> Live reaction on the pod. Get in now. The old pal Sean Levy. Lovely hurling. People hey. falling down in shock all over the country as they witness it. Tipperary's finest, Sean Levy. Love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Where was I? Pons alias is nine to two. Good show is five to one. Zimmerman is six to one. Dan, coming to you for this race. Um, do you have a strong view in this? I guess? Not not strong because of the type of horse he is, but I thought Pons alias was nailed on to run really well. I think we associate him more with our weather because he's been on the go for ages and he's been an infrequent winner, hasn't he? Loads of times where he's tanked through a race and maybe not got it done. But say a scenario with him tracking his stable mate who's who's almost certain to lead because every time Dubai leader makes the track, he makes the running because he's quite headstrong. But I think Ponzalis might be in position A tracking him. I still can't believe he's rated it. Well, he's got his mark down to the 70s. And I know he just looks a better horse than that. His old weather win was off 80. Just touched off by a cup. Certainly an improving legendary day who runs elsewhere. Um, yeah, that rip and form, I don't think that that shabby at all. And... I like the setup. Not a, a great deal of racing lately on turf, but he's clearly effective on it. Yeah, he's got a slightly lower mark. And um, I mean, he travels to me like a horse that can hold his own in higher handicaps. It's not like 
yeah, he doesn't often deliver with it. Um, but it's not his ability to travel and hold his place that's been holding him back. But I think he's got a good each way shape at uh, his current price. Okay, Pons alias. Um, for Dan, over to you, TC. Surely we've got to be taking on the favourite here, given the fact that he's been off early two years or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I backed uh, Zimmerman earlier on um, today um, at eight to one. He's been cut, but, but I still think sixes is is fair price. Um, I'm working on the basis of heavy ground here. What, uh, Dan's selection won't mind that. Won't um, my selection won't like it? Uh, won't mind it either. I would read out the soft ground form figures for the horse, but Kevin will take <laughs> <laughs> take, uh, take take it as read. They are positive. I'm going to read them out. Actually, no, I'm not. Um, oh, no, uh, do do please. I go like on, it. Go on. Right, but the, like eight, the eight come in a much better race than this. Four, three, two, one, eight, four, and they've been in much better races than. Sounds <laughs> uh, like a mic check. Love it. Ring that 0898 number, you might get surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah uh, blue none on the other end. Blue none on the other end. It's blue none on the other end. Yeah, blue none. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have a glass of wine, actually. I've written my Sunday column, and I'm just, I might uh, have a few drinks after uh, my selection finished bang last at the Kevs. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, a good return over a, um, a mile four. Step up in triple suit was a mile six winner. Loves the ground. Eight was a bit wrong. Sixes is still maybe a little bit wrong. Yeah, I, well, I back Zimmerman anyway. Okay, naps then. Uh, TC, is Zimmerman your nap? No, no, no. It's a word that I'm not noted for. My my selection is my nap is whimsy. Mm-hmm. Ah, whimsy. Uh, yeah, you are not whimsy. I'll give you that. Dan Barber, what is your what is your nap, please? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what you need, I think. Last night, did you <laughs> What is your nap? Might need need a nap after all those mint juleps. Um, I'm gonna I'm going straight for the big one. Thousand guineas. Dream of love to replicate that Dubai surge back on home turf. Kevin, has he just rocked your nap? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll stick with my old, my old pal, Tony Martin, uh, for the first man in the Howden Handicap, Vanessa. Love it. Well done. Dropping the sponsor's name. Congratulations. The Howden Handicap. Um, guys, thank you. Oh, very, thank you very much, as always. We'll be back on Monday with Betfair's Weighed In podcast. But for now, enjoy your classic weekend over there. Gamble responsibly. Have a good one. That was Racing Any Better. <laughs>